Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning again. I'm glad you are here with us. I do want to um, bring to your attention um, that, um, that we love kids, and I, you know that. And we are a church about this next generation. But we also understand that if you're a young mom, especially if you're a guest with us, I want to let you know that we do have a mom's room just in that back, go out these doors and the first door on your left, just as a way to honor you and realize that you can still be a part of the service, but not feel like you have to um, be concerned about your youngster. But we love youngsters here in the, in the building as well, in the sanctuary. So, And if they fuss, no problem at all. I just wanted to let you know that that's available to you. Uh, speaking about camp, um, as uh, we know how important camp is for a young person's life, and, and many of you actually gave to support, uh, gave scholarships to support our kids who are at camp right now. We had over 50 kids go to winter camp this weekend. They're currently there, and I was there last night. It was wonderful to see what God is doing in uh, the, the hearts of our young people. And so um, thank you so much for investing uh, in our family in our families and in our young people. Um, you know you're getting old when you no longer can impress your kids. You've had that feeling if you've gotten to that place where you, you think you're still pretty cool in your kids' eyes, but then all of a sudden you do something and the cool factor is no longer there. I went skiing with my kids on Friday and, um, and uh, I was going down the train park with them, you know, the train park uh, where there's all the big jumps and that kind of stuff. And I was feeling like I'm getting over these jumps. It's like, I am not going to not be able to do these things anymore. So here I am going over these jumps and my heart's pumping fast because like I'm going to crash and I'm going to probably hurt something and then I can't, my recovery time is so much longer <laughs> at this stage. I was like, I'm going over them and I'm making them. And so I, I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. And I told my six-year-old, I said, yeah, Ethan, did you see me go hit that jump? He goes, I said, oh, look at all the air I got. I said, daddy, you do not get air. I said, I felt like I got so much air. He goes, Dad, you barely just got some air. And I was like, all of a sudden I felt like, I guess I'm not cool anymore. I thought I was. Well, we are on our fourth message of the Root series, and uh, it is our last message. Our next series is going to be called Whisper, Learning to Hear the Voice of God. Very, very important message because as God has first taken care of the roots in our heart, He's going to put us on this new path and this new way, and it's important that we begin to hear his voice to know what he's asking us to do. We have this new life. We're a new creation in Christ, as we learned last week, and it's going to be so important for us to begin to hear the voice of God. But this last message is really about understanding that as we are a new creation, we are designed to live a new way. We can't just assume that we live the old way and we're going, to get the same, we're going to get new results just because we made a decision to follow Jesus. We do know that when we come to Christ, the old is gone and the new has come. We have been made a new creation. And, and, and God sees us through the righteousness of Jesus. We sang about that this morning. And so we have to understand that's great that, we, that God sees us differently, but we also have to live differently because... If we want to have a life that looks differently than where we've been, we've got to live differently. You see, we started the whole series in talking about week one is where are, is our heart planted? Where are our roots planted? 
In Jeremiah chapter 17, it talks about these two places. One, it's a, a dry, parched land that, that when we're living and we're trusting our flesh, we have an unfruitful and not a, such a very good life. It's actually, he says, we're cursed. God doesn't curse us, we just live an unblessed life. Then we talk about this, this when we're rooted beside the river, connected to the river, which is the Holy Spirit, and he says, and we trust God... We live a blessed life, and there's fruit that comes from that. But we realize is then, then as we understand we're this new creation, that we've got to live a different way, what we're going to ex- discover today is this, is, is what we feed ourselves is what will end up bleeding. What we feed is what will we'll bleed. And, and that expression, bleeding, is, is this. How many Patriots fans here? See, dumb question. Of course, see, I see some Patriots jerseys here. So the Patriots colors are what? Red, white, and blue. Okay, so it's like, man, I love the Patriots. I bleed red, white, and blue. I bleed it, which means it just oozes out of me. I can't help it because I'm such a Patriots fan. It just oozes out of me. What we realize is that what we feed ourselves spiritually will eventually start bleeding out of us. But th- we, can, we can either feed the flesh and we'll bleed things of the flesh or we'll feed the spirit and we'll bleed things of the spirit. As we know, one leads to corruption and death. The other one leads to life, a blessing, a curse versus a blessing. So today we're gonna discover how it is to live differently as a new creation. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to Galatians. If you are a guest with us today and you're just checking us out for the first time, I want to say a special welcome to you. We love that you're here. If you don't know Jesus, even better. We're glad that you're here. And I want to introduce you to Jesus at the end of the service. If you feel like, man, I want to know what it means to follow Jesus, um, come see me at the end of the service and I'll introduce you to him and what that looks like. But if you turn to Galatians, it's in the New Testament. Um, Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. It says this. This is the Apostle Paul who wrote Galatians. He says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due time and due season we will reap if we do not give up. All right, this principle of sowing and reaping. The idea of sowing is when you plant a seed, you plant it with the expectation it will produce what it is that you plant. It will grow up and produce fruit. We we had talked about if you want to know what is in the roots of your heart, you just have to look at the fruit of your life. The roots or the fruit of your life shows the roots of what's in your heart. If we're living to the flesh, we're going to produce certain things. We read that back two weeks ago. What are the things of the flesh that are produces? You know, so things of the flesh 
lust, selfishness, pride, arrogance, self-desire, all those things that are me, 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 I want, feed the flesh. But as a result, what you reap from that is the things of the flesh, which is also fear, anxiety, depression. But the things of the Spirit, when you sow into the things of the Spirit, you begin to reap things of the Spirit, which are good things. Love, joy, the fruit of the Spirit, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And for me, my heart as a pastor, I look around this room and I I say, how can it be that, that you and I can live this blessed life that God has for us? Yes, we're a new creation. We've exposed the roots to the light. We talked about that as well. How do we get rid of these roots? You expose it to the light. Confess your sins one to another. But in this new way of living, it begins to have to train ourselves to say, what am I feeding my life, my spiritual life? We are made of three components. We, as a, as a human being, we have three components. We have body, physical body. We have a soul, which is made up of our mind, will, and emotions. And we have a spirit. And as we live for the flesh our selfishness, it affects our soul. If we live for the spirit, it affects our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. And there's two factors that will influence our soul. And one is going to lead you to a good life and one's going to lead you to a bad life. God designed us. He knows what it takes for us to live a good life. He knows what it means to have a life that's full of joy, that's full of love, that's full of peace. He's designed us that way. And so he's saying, you know, what you feed yourself is what you'll end up bleeding out of yourself. What are you oozing? Are you oozing things of the flesh? Are you oozing things of the spirit? Because here's the thing. In in the soulish realm... We have these things that are either strongholds or freedoms. The flesh produces strongholds. That's where you feed the flesh. That's where addictions come. But, and that's a stronghold in your life. But you want freedom. You start feeding your spirit. It leads to freedom. It leads to freedom. If you'll turn with me also to Romans chapter 8. Romans is also in the New Testament. If you take your Bibles, flip there with me. I love the sound of rustling pages. I know if you have an electronic device, but here's the deal. What if all of a sudden we had some massive electrical impulse and our our electronic devices failed? Would you be okay knowing how to find the scriptures? There's something about the physical... Bible that maybe I'm old school, but I just like to know that I have the word of God with me. Romans chapter eight says this. I'm going to start in verse five. For those who live according to the flesh 
set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind of the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. What are you feeding? Are you feeding your flesh? Are you feeding your spirit? Just think about this for the moment. Is, is if you were to actually thinking about your diet, now mind you, if you're on the Daniel fast, you're making a choice to say, I'm cutting things out of my diet because it helps me to die to my flesh that my spirit might come alive. The whole idea of fasting is I'm choosing to die to my own desires so I can have more attention to the things of the Lord. That's what fasting allows us to do. So those of you on a Daniel fast right now, you're living this out. How do I not feed the flesh but feed the spirit? Great job. You have to think about the principle of of realizing that you've got to cut off the life source to some of these things that aren't producing godly fruit in your life. Give you an example. Uh, When I lived in Oregon uh, for five years, my dad had a change of career. He was a businessman. And in in the 1979, we took my family out to Oregon and he went back to school and he became a doctor. And, And we had this little hobby farm and we had sheep. And part of the process of raising sheep is you needed to know how to care for them. I don't know if you maybe don't know much about sheep, but do you see many sheep with long tails? You probably don't. You see sheep with bobtails. Well, sheep are not born with bobtails. They're actually born with long tails. But there's a process of taking those tails off. And what you do is there's a little device and... You squeeze it and you put a rubber band on it and, and the rubber band opens and when it's a little lamb, you, you put that rubber band around the tail and you, you release the device and the band squeezes off the blood flow of that tail and eventually the tail will fall off because there's no life source going to that tail. At first service, I talked about that and I could tell I heard the groans it was like, Pastor Mark, that's too gross talking about that first thing in the morning. I says, I could have used the other illustration about the rubber bands around boy animals, around different parts. And everybody like, okay, thank you for doing the tail analogy. All right, so just, I'm trying to help you guys out here a little bit. I could have used the other one. I chose not to. But the reality is, as you squeeze off, you're no longer feeding life to that thing that's not supposed to be there. Today, we're realizing that we've got to learn the difference between feeding the flesh and feeding the spirit. I think too often we have maybe just assumed, maybe it's our secularization or maybe it's just the way that we live in the world that somehow that we don't believe that we're affected by the things we read or the things we listen to or the things we see. Our very soul and spirit are impacted by what we choose to listen to by what we choose to look at and what we choose to consume. And I want life for us. I want freedom for us. I want goodness for us. 
And so this morning we want to talk about what is it that we are feeding? Because we said what we feed ourselves will eventually bleed out of ourselves. Okay, I'll give you some examples. So just so you know, it's something that I also have to work on. It's just not magically all of a sudden you become a Christian and you, you, your mind is immediately changed. No, you've got to make decisions along the way. It's a choice. And this is why he says, turn your minds on these things. In Romans chapter 8, he says, set your minds. So in other words, you have to make some decisions of life. The decision of feeding your flesh or feeding your spirit. So I've got youngsters in the house and teenagers. Teenagers like listening to music. But we have to say, okay, what are you feeding yourselves? What kind of diet are you feeding yourselves? You know, are you just feeding yourselves with just the hip hop? Oh, baby, baby, I love you. Feel me, touch me. You know, that kind of stuff. Or... See, I just gave you a wrong visual. That was not the right one. Or, or do, you, do, you, do you feed yourself with the things, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you've set my life free. And one is a very sensual and, and sometimes, okay, a little diet of, not the sensual stuff, but a diet, secular, radio, whatever. Songs, that's fine. Although I was in the car the other day and, and we, we just happened to hit a country music station and my daughter goes, Dad, I don't like country music. And I says, I know, it's funny. I mean, country music, really, all, what they talk about is they will typically talk about their dog and they'll talk about beer and they'll talk about, I don't know, a girlfriend, a girl, or a truck and a truck. Yes, they do talk about that. I was like, isn't that amazing? Literally, what do they do all of a sudden? And I like my beer. I mean, it came on the song. I said, see, there we go. It's right there. But, but what it is that we are consuming begins to come in and lay over our soul and our spirit. And it impacts us. What is the diet that you are feeding on? Are you feeding on the word of God? Or are you just reading novels that really don't do anything that that builds you up. What are you consuming? Our, our media is just coming at us so strong and so fast. Now we can stream almost anything. And, and what are you watching? And yeah, we watch movies. Be honest, we don't watch all Christian movies. There are other movies we watch. But you know what we do is we run it through the plugged in online. If you ever, parents, you want to do this and find out if there's swears in the movie and if there's sexual content and if there's what have you. And and so you can be proactive in saying, what am I feeding my kids' minds? Plugged in online, it's a focus on the family, a uh, little free review for movies. But you begin to say, what am I setting my mind on? How am I choosing to live? Because even though I'm a new creation, and because of Jesus, God sees me as righteous, but it all depends on the things that I'm feeding on will determine if I have this spirit-filled life that brings goodness and hope in my life and freedom? Or do I continue to live for the flesh that continues to burden me and, and bondage me and take me out? Hope or despair? Fear or love? 
You see, our flesh wars against us. But yet it's in our very nature that we desire these things that are not necessarily always godly. And then, and then, but God is reminding us today, he says, but I want what's good for you. Would you set your minds on those things? I think that's why in Philippians 4, I think it's Philippians 4, 8 that says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You see, he's telling us that we need to begin to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. What we... What we feed will bleed. And so, God, we just really want you to to get this in our heart and our minds. That when we realize that we are a new creation, we have to live a new way. That we need to say, God, no longer am I going to live for my own selfishness, my own desires, but I'm going to live for you, which means I'm going to live for the spirit that you've placed inside of me. Do you realize that God, just picture this for a moment, that picture your heart, Picture like a, a king's chair on top of your heart. God wants to be enthroned on your heart. God wants to be the Lord of your life. Jesus wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to be enthroned in your life. And what that means. So he wants you to live for the spirit, not live for your flesh. It's so clear, hopefully you've realized these these roots that we've put placed down, that that we've exposed the bad roots. But if we're not careful, we can give life back to those roots again. We gotta choose to feed the right things, the the right places. So I want you to do this this week for me. Would you take a consideration of how much time you spend on different activities? What do you watch? How much time you spend watching that? What do you read? How much time you spend reading? The friends, the conversations. By the way, that's another trap. You can get so hung up on your friendships that really are leading you to the wrong place. But have you surrounded yourself with people that bring life into you, that have the conversation around God. One of the best ways we can do that is is through our life groups. Our life groups meet in people's homes throughout the week. Just out of curiosity, how many people are in a life group? Just raise your hand. A lot of people. But you know what it also means is some people that aren't in life group. And and I, I believe you're missing out if you're not in life. We say that all life flows through life groups. It allows us to come together and have a conversation around the message on Sunday and we can pray for one another and build each other up. You see, that begins to feed our spirit. As opposed to middle of the week, we're kind of feeling down and and all of a sudden we try to feed ourselves. Give me a pick-me-up in some other way. And so we go maybe to the bottle, the pills, the streaming of something that we shouldn't. I need a coping mechanism and not God saying you don't need to cope 
See, you, you're trying to cope because you're trying to live for the spirit. He goes, I want you to, li- I mean, live for the flesh. I want you to live for the spirit. When you live for the spirit, you don't have to cope. You can thrive. You can thrive. You don't have to just cope and get through life. You can enjoy life. I have a testimony this morning of life group and I'd like to share with you real quick as we close off our service. If Eric and Martha want to come at this time. I was in a life group leaders meeting last week and I, I began to hear their story a little bit. Uh, Eric was a reluctant churchgoer and Martha kind of dragged him along and, you know, convinced him all the wa- reasons why he should be here. And, but I'm going to let them share their story a little bit of and how Life Group has impacted them and what God has done in their life through Life Group. Who wants to start? Well, we started coming here about two years ago. Uh, I was really reluctant to, to come in and uh, Martha... She came a few times beforehand uh, with a friend had led her here to this church. We grew up uh, in the Catholic Church, so to come here and and to witness the worship and to be a part of this was extremely different. If anybody's ever experienced that, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And uh, and over the course of a few weeks, the Lord started to speak to me and really touch my heart and open my eyes to new things. And through that... uh, I became open and vulnerable to a point where we joined a life group. Uh, and inside that life group, we would share things with other couples, uh, other families that are in there, that uh, life experiences, not just you know talking straight out of the Bible, but real life experiences that everybody goes through. Uh, and it was awesome to see what the Lord does to families, to couples, to individuals like myself to turn their lives around and really do good work through them. Uh, and it has really built up a, a solid believer in me uh, to the point now where I, I now lead this life group and we're always looking for new people to come on in there and, and experience the same growth and, and, and belief that, that we now have. Uh, in the beginning of this, we did not have a solid marriage. We did not place God at the center, at the point of our house. And we've learned to do that. And our marriage has turned around and done a 180. And we have God to thank for that every single day. So, so Martha, if you, if you just tell me this story, you shared a bubblegum story. I think it is a pretty funny story because it goes show where Eric was when he first came in here. Cause it is amazing. I mean, people would see you guys now. It's like, Oh man, what a great family. They have it together. I mean, we saw you guys up here worshiping the Lord this morning, but, but that wasn't always you, Eric. So share a little bit of, of the bubblegum story. So, um, when we first started coming here, like we said, we were in a little more of a type of religion there. It was a little more inside the box. And so like, we didn't have pastors dancing on the stage to like pop music. We didn't have, that wasn't in the script. Um, so, but we, you know, it, it took us a while to kind of absorb worship and, and feel comfortable worshiping ourselves. And so after we went to a life group a couple of times, one of the members of the life group was singing and worshiping. And so I kind of nudged Eric. I said, see, like, they're singing. And Eric just sat there and said, no, they're chewing gum. They're not singing. So, um, but it was just, but it, it goes to show you. And now Eric is, is one of the most faithful worshipers I know here. And, um, 
it goes to show you that, you know, Life Group has been a group where we've been able to go in the very beginning and, and they've wrapped around us and they really just met us where we were at. In some weeks we were feeling stronger and some weeks we had really, you know, I had um, questions around what certain verses meant in the Bible or, you know, it was just a safe place to come and ask questions and whether it was around something around what the message was the Sunday before or just a struggle we were having with our children and figuring out how do we guide them through this because a big piece of what brought us here is we wanted our children to know Jesus. Um, and so, you know, from in a two-year time span, it really has been, you know, full circle. And our goal in leading our life group is just to help meet people where they're at, wherever that is in their journey. Um, and so we really enjoy that. And we have a great group. And we're, but like Eric said, we're always willing, you know, welcoming others. So thank you so much. Can you give them a big hand? Thank you for sharing. What are you feeding your life? You feeding your spirit? Are you feeding your flesh? A community group, a life group in the middle of the week might be the thing that you need to continue to feed your spirit in the right way. Today is Connection Sunday, and we have an opportunity just outside these doors over in the cafe area uh, for you to be able to get connected to a group. But I want us to thrive, church. I look through this room and I, I want you to thrive. I want you to have all that God wants for you. I want you to blossom. I want you to pop. I want you to have this joy and this freedom like never before. You don't have to wait until you die to experience all that God has for you. You can have it now and you can have it here, but you've got to feed the right thing. You've got to feed the spirit and not feed the flesh. You begin to say, God, I'm tired of living the old way. I know the old man is dead, but or woman's dead, but God, if I got I'm a new creation, that means I gotta live a new way, and I want to live for you as the one who's enthroned in my heart. Let's pray. God, we we want more of you. Father, so much of that is we've, as the scripture says, we need to set our minds with a determination of what we're going to feed ourselves. Are we feeding the things that satisfy self? Or are we feeding the things that pour into us and build the spirit? Father, we want to ooze out. We want to bleed out the things of your spirit, more love. We want to bleed out more hope and more joy, Lord. We want to ooze out the things of your spirit, which is self-control. We want to bleed out, Father, the things of you, which is gentleness and goodness. God, we want more of you in our lives. God, we all just say, if you guys just take a moment and just posture your hands in an upward place, if you feel comfortable with this, just say, God, I want more of you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Change my desires to be the desires of you, Lord. Father, I'm going to choose today to put to death the things of my flesh. 
want to live for you. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 